were a few days, chapter 3, of Trees and Truthfulness. Though I had been in the ministry since I was 17, I was almost 30 years old when I was called to serve my first full-time solo pastorate. It was a small village church only a few miles from the farm. I wanted the family to see it. The farm was no longer in the family, and I had not been there for many, many years. We made the farm a day-off destination. Off the main highway, we wended through the countryside on familiar gravel roads. Every mile was a treasury of memories and stories to tell. We climbed Sadie's Hill, which was always such an adventure in the winter, past the burger place, and then rounded the last bend before the farm would come into view. So much had changed. The pond seemed so much smaller than I remembered. The raspberry patch behind the house was gone. My favorite tire swing was missing from the big maple across the lane from the house. Some of the outbuildings had given way to the years. The farm was not as I remembered it, but one thing caused me to catch my breath in surprise. At Christmas time, we would always crowd toward the window of the car as we took the last turn in the road. The farm lay in the valley below, and we would strain to see the lights on a little evergreen beside the spring run. One Thanksgiving, I remember helping Grandpa decorate the tree with a six-foot stepladder. The tree was still there, but it towered over the old two-story farmhouse. The little spruce or pine, whatever it was, by the spring run was now over 40 feet high. The next time the family was together, I told Grandma about how the tree had grown. Dad laughed and assuming a Paul Harvey-like voice, said, How would you like me to tell you the rest of the story? Years ago, Dad and his younger brother Bill skipped school on the opening day of rabbit season to hunt with Grandpa. Grandpa gave his approval on the condition that boys would not lie when asked the reason for their absence. They took the deal and skipped school to hunt rabbits with their dad. Evening came quickly. And after a nice dinner with fresh meat, the boys tumbled into bed, but they would face the judgment at school the next day. And they weren't alone. The boys were called upon to account for their absence the following day. They joined a long line of boys at the principal's office. Most of the other boys claimed they were sick. They were sick of having to go to school on opening day of rabbit season, I believe. Dad and Bill, true to their word, told the truth. We were rabbit hunting with our dad, they said. Are you sure you weren't feeling a little under the weather, boys? The principal asked. No, sir, we were feeling fine, and we were, we were rabbit hunting with our dad. Gavel dropped. The sentence came swiftly. They would stay after school one hour each night until they'd made up the time they'd missed. On the final day of Dad's punishment, the teacher, out of sympathy, walked back the aisle where Dad was sitting and gave him a little gift. It was a tiny start of an evergreen tree and a cut-off milk carton. It didn't seem like much of a compensation for the suffering he'd endured, but he carried it home. That night, Grandpa and Grandma, our dad, set it out in the backyard of their home on Bowers Avenue in Newark, Ohio. A few years later, Dad was serving in the Navy in Korea. Bill and Aunt Anne were married and gone. My grandfather realized a lifelong dream. He and Grandma found the little farm nestled in the hills north of town near where they'd grown up. They moved to the farm, and when they did, Grandpa took the time to carefully transplant the little tree from the yard in Newark to the bank of the spring run on the farm in front of the house.
It's always been a source of beauty, haven for birds. In winter, its branches are flocked with snow, and at Christmas time, they glow with multicolored lights. It's fed year-round by the spring at its feet, but I know that it's more than that. It's a 40-foot-tall monument to the virtue of truthfulness. Maybe someday I'll go back and follow the gravel roads to the old farm and introduce myself to the current owners and tell them about the priceless monument they have growing in their front yard. And I hope by telling the story here, I'll inspire my children and grandchildren with the timeless value of virtues that only Christ, by the progressive work of the Spirit, can produce in them, like faith and honor, honesty, truthfulness. Proverbs twelve nineteen says, A truthful lip shall be established forever, but a lying tongue is but for a moment. Well, there it is. That's the true story from out on Bittersweet Farm today, where every day is a beautiful day, and the little light in the kitchen is always on.